Hi guys, happy Tuesday after Labor Day. Oh my God, today was the first day of school for me. Oh wow, how was it? I'm going to assume everything was perfect. Yeah. I'm just throwing it into the universe. <laughs> We're going to manifesting it. Perfect. Yes. Um, so I was going to mention it last episode, but we knew it was going to be a longer one and mine's not going to be quite that long. Thank God. Um, so I went this past weekend, I went down into Iowa, as you know. Yep. And I was driving and then I saw this sign and it said Mason City and I went, oh. <gasps> I know that place. So it's so, the first time you've like noticed it or something? Yeah, well, I've never driven down to Iowa. Oh, before. you haven't? No. Not by yourself, no, you mean? No, yeah. Like, so when you went to school in Nebraska. Yeah. You probably were sleeping. I was asleep yeah. until the um, Casey's. Oh, right, 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 right. Mom, mom woke me up had and to. Like, oh my God, look, it's the Casey's. Yeah. Paper. And I was like, I do not care. Mom's I was a asleep. Big Casey's fan. Well, she was. Was yeah. Not she, really anymore. No. Um. But yeah, I was like, I was asleep, and you woke me up to see a building. Are you for real right now? And then the only other time we've gone through, we were like, I was probably like a seventh or eighth grader when we went down to Hannibal, Missouri. That's um not true because we did drive through Nebraska and Iowa when we came back from the wedding in um, Vail. Did we? Yeah. Oh, yeah, because we went through South Dakota. And Wyoming on the way down. Yeah. And then Nebraska right. and Iowa but on the again, way back. I was probably asleep. Probably. Because that's what I do in the car is I sleep. Anyway, moral <laughs> of the story is Danielle saw Mason, Mason City. City Iowa. I thought about going to see if I could find her apartment building, but that felt kind of gross. So I decided it was a little tasteless. I don't know if it's right off of 35 either. Yeah. You have to drive a little bit. It has three exits which i was surprised by because most small towns don't have three exits i don't think it's that small i i assumed it was smaller than it is it's also sure. iowa so like that's true what's a big town in iowa <laughs> that's fair um but it, it like i could totally see how easy it would be to just disappear a body in that area yeah, it's because there's nothing very vast. Yeah. So um, I just thought that was kind of cool. I did post a picture of the sign on our Instagram because I was like, "Ooh!" and that was probably my favorite episode that I've done so far. That and uh, the ruby red slippers. Those are my two favorites that I've done um, just because they were really fun to research and really interesting to research. Yeah. But, so I just thought that was cool. And I thought I'd mention it and kind of nerd a little bit. Cool. I also sent you a Snapchat while I was driving by. Yes, I do remember that. On my way down. Eat, don't text me and drive, guys. I just sent her a video. <laughs> well, yeah, we don't condone that. No. Okay, so now that that's out of the way, are you ready for my story? Yeah. Is it scary? No, but okay. we are hopping back into history again. Oh, good. Because, as you know, I'm kind of a history nerd. Um... Don't you love how I ask, is it scary? <laughs> this, this is, is a, a true, true crime, crime podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Most of these are scary. Well, I feel like you're asking because of my text earlier. Yeah, you were like, oh, are you still having nightmares? And I was like, that's not a good way to start. <laughs> I mainly asked because Tommy, um, Commissioner Thomas Prue, <laughs> was at our house today and I hadn't even started researching. And so I said, Tom, give me a good story idea. 
And so he gave me a good one, but it's it's one I'm going to save for when you need a little bit of a break because it's not oh. true crime. Cool, cool, cool. So okay, um, I wrote it down, but I'm not doing it today. Okay. So my story is the story of Belle Guinness. Nothing. Okay. Nope. So, um, is she the Guinness beer? Um, no, it's Eris. It's either Guinness or Gunness. It's G U N E S S. But it's, um, I'm gonna say Gunness. It's Norwegian. So I'm not entirely sure if it's Gunness or Guinness. I've heard both. Okay. Um, so Belle was born Brynhild Strosseth. But I'm gonna just call her Belle because. That's a crazy name. This is in Two. the Midwest? Uh-huh. Okay. Um, she was born in Norway either on November 11th, 1859 or... One of your friends just texted me. Um, <laughs> or April 28th. I'm going to guess I know who. 1908. Which one? Who you? Uh, Courtney. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Marina texted me today too, though. Oh, my God. I know. My friend friends are you. just like hitting you up. <laughs> um, okay. So, anyways... So she was either born on November 11th, 1859, or April 28th, 1908. And those are very different things. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know really which one is true. I kind of lean towards the 1859 because that's what kind of matched up with everything else that I had. Okay. Um, and I'm now I'm wondering, as I think about it, did they mean she died April 28th, 1908? But we'll get into it. Okay. So, um, Belle immigrated to the United States and um, she mer- moved to Chicago where she lived with her older sister, Nellie, and Nellie's husband who had immigrated from Norway for a few years before. Um, she... Worked as a butcher while she lived in New York until she married a man named Mads Sorensen in 1884. A butcher? Yes. Wow. Something I could not do. Me neither. If my meat looks like what it was when it was alive, I'm not eating it. I don't even want to think about it. Yeah, it's not great. I was petting baby pigs yesterday at, or yeah, yesterday at the state fair. And I was like, I'm so sorry. (laughs) But I really I'm, like bacon. I'm really, I'm like two steps away from being able to be a vegetarian. Like. I don't like veggies, so I would starve, but. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> um, so after they got married, they owned a candy store for a while. Oh. But unfortunately, it burned to the ground. Um, their, all, their house also burned to the ground. Arson? And, and they received insurance payouts for both. Oh. Now, here's the thing, though. Was their house above their candy store? So were they one building or were they two? I did not. That'd be anything. yeah. No, that'd be crazy if they both. I'm gonna guess above or behind or something. Yeah. Because if they both burn down separately, that's, that's a little suspicious. Don't be suspicious. Um, so a couple. Uh, okay. Oh no, I almost, I almost skipped a whole bullet there. Whew, that would have been very confusing. So, Belle and Mads had two children, but both of the children died um, as infants from enlarged intestines. couple of fun facts about enlarged intestines. Oh, great. It can result from poison. Oh, no. 
Uh-huh. These people sound like they can maybe suck. Bell had both children insured. Oh, and no. money from both of their deaths. I'm sorry. That was kind of loud on my part, but I mean... Oh, no. Not a good look for Belle. No, Belle. Um, and the most telling and troublesome fun fact. Oh, no. Neighbors did not remember Belle ever being pregnant. So where do these children come from? That's confusing. And very, very troubling. Hmm. Um, Mads also had two different insurance policies that were out on him. Um, and they overlapped for one day. Oh. And guess what? He died. Uh-huh. Belle, sister. Belle told everyone that ho- that he had come home from work with a headache. So she gave him Q9 powder with, for the pain. And when she went back to check on him later, he was dead. Okay. Question. Yes. Do we think Mads was in on it before? No. I you don't. don't. I don't. So I think but like then where did the kids how did he like how do you explain the kids thing was she just like surprised I'm I have these kids now I don't know for sure it could be like look at these poor street babies that need a family or oh look at these poor sick kids or and then we want kids and we're not having any so I mean if he wasn't on it he's the dumbest freaking person ever there are still women to this day that have convinced their husbands that they are pregnant when they are not. No, I'm saying, like, why would you let her take two insurance policies out on oh. you that overlap for one day? Yeah, I don't know. Did, Again, how did he die? Oh, yeah, by the headache. Right, right, right. Yeah, there are Supposedly. also men that have more than one life insurance policy out on them. And women. I know. So. Or probably our parents. Maybe. I know dad does. So if anything happened, (laughs) (laughs) Um, so Q9 powder um, used to be used as a pain relief. So um, the CDC and the other in medical, whatever. FDA. That's what that's. It it started with an M, I thought. Oh, the FDA is who like just approved the vaccines. Yeah. So whoever the governmental medic medicines stuff is um does not recommend q9 powder anymore because of other side effects that it can have but it used to be used for like pain and swelling do you just like snort it like so i don't know (laughs) mix it in a glass of water or something yeah i don't know because i just i didn't know what it was so i was like is q9 powder suspicious and it doesn't seem like it was okay um, so that's the only so there reason. must have been something else or she gave or, him too much yeah. or um, she did end up getting both insurance payouts totaling five thousand dollars at the time, which is one hundred and thirty two thousand four hundred and forty seven dollars in today's money. Damn. So after Mads dies, Belle moved from um, Chicago to LaPorte, Indiana. She marries a man named Peter Gunnis on April 1st, 1902. Was she, like, hot? She was freaking massive. She was six feet tall and 200 pounds. Wow. And back in the day, that's huge. Impressive. So, I don't know. Apparently, she was, like, real good at being flirty. She's good with the man. 
some women though like just are yeah like there's this girl that i used to know that i like i don't get it but guys like fall at her feet and i'm like i do not understand there's just personalities you know it it must be um I, yeah whatever it is i don't have it <laughs> <laughs> um okay so peter's got a daughter and unfortunately a week after they get married she dies of unknown causes while under bell's supervision fucking a bell but it's okay because peter didn't have to live long without his daughter oh no he lasted about eight months longer than she did and dies of a skull injury wait for this okay bell told people that he was reaching for something on a high shelf and a meat grinder fell on his head damn and that's how he died attack of the meat grinders i mean and it was probably her meat grinder because she's the butcher oh true so so how how long were they married for do you know eight months that's it total eight months bell you're gonna start raising suspicion the coroner did suspect murder but bell was never charged with anything and collected three thousand dollars which is seventy nine thousand four hundred and eighty six dollars in today's money here's my thing yeah she should have easily been able to live off the first one for the rest of her life no kidding why does she need to keep killing what is she spending all this money yes she lives in laporte do you ever like when is it uh, when is it enough bell never and plus the kids didn't they have insurance policies on them too yeah i don't know how much though yikes and so did their house and and their candy candy store store. Mm -hmm. Hmm. so after peter's death bell was like uh there are no single men around here that I can murder. <laughs> so she placed an ad for a husband in a Chicago newspaper. Maybe that's what I should do. <laughs> that's what Do you like pina coladas? You're going to get a suit. I'm getting caught <laughs> in the snow. <laughs> there, I changed it. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, so apparently, like placing an ad in the paper for a husband was literally like a, a dating app now it, it oh now. yeah yeah yeah. and so it wasn't like a uncommon thing to do you know what would be the best what if at the end Belle gets murdered by her husband for insurance money that would be some real poetic justice wouldn't it that'd be karma um so um they would either you could use it as like looking for a husband or um looking for help on your farm so you'd get like a boarder who would come and work on the farm in exchange for room and board and then sometimes part of the profits of the farm okay um but she was definitely looking for husbands because her ad said oh gosh i can't wait to hear this quote personal comely widow who owns a large farm in one of the finest districts in laporte county indiana Desires to make the acquaintance of a gentleman equally well provided with view of joining fortunes. No replies by letter considered unless sender is willing to follow answer with personal visitor a visit. Triflers need not apply. End quote. So she did she like put her address in this? She I, must have and was like, come get it, boys. Like Yeah, I don't I don't know for sure, but like, 
I want a shirt that says triflers need not apply <laughs> <laughs> because I love that. I just, I just love it. I don't know why. It's just so great. Um, so fortunately for Miss Bell, Henry Gerholt was the first to answer her ad in 1905. Okay, what if one shows up and then you marry him and then two days later a hotter, more rich one shows up? What are you going to do then, Bell? What do you think Bell's going to do, Em? <laughs> Kill the first one. <laughs> so Henry was from Wisconsin, and in a letter to his family, he asked them to send him some potato seeds for the farm, and he told them that he liked the farm and was in good health. That was the last time his family ever heard from him. Oh. They contacted Bell, who told them that he had taken off for Chicago with some horse traders. But fortunately for Bell, he left all of his stuff at her house, which she kept including a fur coat. Which back in the day, a fur coat was like the luxury item to have. I mean, you have one of our great, great, great grandmas, I think. Okay, you and Al both have one. Yeah, and there's no way I'm ever going to fit in it. Or wear it, because, yikes. I, is it real? Yeah. It might be. Ooh. I'm like 99% sure it's real. It's in it's my a, closet. It's a cool heirloom to have, but I don't yeah, know if I'd ever be comfortable wearing it. I don't, Tom was just, sorry, Commissioner Thomas was just going to throw it away, so I was like. Yeah, see, it's a cool heirloom piece to have, but I, it just kind of freaks me out. Maybe for like the kids for dress up one day or something. <laughs> Here you go, kids, put on this real fur coat. <laughs> I, I guess know. I didn't even look at the tag to see if it I'm was like or not. I'm sure it is. They're real. Yeah. They're beautiful coats, but I don't know. Just dead things freak me out. Yeah, no. <laughs> I agree. Um, so the next man that shows up is a man named John Moe from Minnesota. He answered the ad after Henry was already gone because she reposted the ad. Because, oh. you know, he left her M. He went to Chicago with some horse traders. So Girl sad. needs a new husband. He abandoned her. It got really quiet in your house all of a sudden. Um, question. Yes. Does this lady have a nickname? Belle. That's her nickname. Okay. Yeah. That's just, that's all I've ever heard of her. Okay. As. Um, so John came to the farm in 1906. Belle and John had been riding back and forth to another, one another for several months before he came to her farm. So, chances are, he probably at, saw the first ad, answered it, oh. along with the other guy, um, Henry. Yep. And then she just kept writing to him because... She already knew Henry was going to leave to Chicago. Yeah, she just had a gut feeling he was going to abandon her for yeah. horse farmers, or horse traders. Yeah. So, on his way to Laporte... Or, no, sorry. When he gets to a Laporte, he and Belle go to the bank. He takes out a bunch of money and then he goes back to the farm with her and is never heard from again. Mm. So we know that John did not get lost on his way there. We know he got there because he was seen in town and he was seen in town with Belle. She's making quick work of him now, isn't she? Yes. Um, even though John was never heard from again, a carpenter that occasionally did work at Belle's home said that he observed not only John's trunk that remained at the house, but so did several others. And by several others, my source said at least a dozen. Other trunks? Yes. So we know for sure that there should be two. Yeah. Because we have Henry and John. 
Probably three because we have her ex. Um, What's her his first nuts? husband? Oh gosh, I feel like Mads is the first one. Ma- or second husband, sorry. Mads and then. Oh, Nikes. Peter. Peter Gunnis. How do we forget about Peter? Or Peter. Um. So she should have approximately four to five trunks, but over a dozen is very strange. Yeah. Um. So at this point, people start get to get suspicious. Yeah. Which they should. Because all these men are going to Bell's farm, and then that's the last time anybody sees them. In April of 1908, which is the same year that she married, or no, two years after she married John, um, Bell's farm goes up in flames. So this is the third building of Bell's that has started on fire. She's just accident prone, Danielle. What can you expect? It must have been the cow. Literally. So police find four bodies in the house um, that are burnt from the fire, so they can't necessarily see their faces. Um, The first three bodies are children who are presumed to be Belle's three children. Now, do not ask me where these children came from because I am not positive. Okay. I don't know. I don't think she ever birthed any children. She just like... But a stepchild, another stepchild was mentioned... So Peter's daughter, and then there was another one that was mentioned in yeah. one of my sources. And then in another source, it said three children. So we know there were three bodies of the children, but I don't know who these children are or how they're related to Belle. Okay. Allegedly, they're her children. But okay. I don't think she ever birthed any. All right. Don't, don't like know. that. Um. So, and then the fourth body, because you recall there were four bodies. Yeah. The fourth body was the body of a woman who had her head removed. So there's no head. So was she trying to fake her own death? Well, we don't know because Belle's not, Belle's nowhere to be found. And this is her farm. Was she like, oh, I'll remove the head so they can't identify me? I mean, that'd be kind of weird, but definitely a possibility. I feel like it's kind of smart. So, um, as police continue to clean up from the fire and look for evidence, they find the partial remains of 11 more people. Oh. So, after this happens, um, a man named Isle, it's A-S-L-E, but I think it's Isle, um, Helglin, are you good? Oh, I thought you were going to sneeze. No, I was yawning. <laughs> Sorry. Because you like whipped your head away, so I thought you were going to sneeze. I don't want to yawn into the microphone. No, um, okay. So, Isle Helglin contacts Laporte police to inform them that he has found letters from Bell to his brother, Andrew. In the letter, Bell urges Andrew to come to Laporte to bring money and to keep his move a secret. Isle comes to Laporte to see what he can find out about his brother, and he finds a former farmhand, remember that, Okay. of Bell's, who brings him to the farmstead to look for any clues as to what happened to Andrew. Was this after it burned down? Yes. Okay. So they find an area in the farm where there are what was called several depressions in the dirt. Oh, no. Some of these depressions are in a field. Others are in what looked like a potential pig pen. And when they dig up the ones in the pig pen, they find a burlap sack. Uh, Inside the sack, there are two hands, two feet, and Andrew's head. Oh, 
That's unfortunate for the brother. Yep. So they let the police know what they find. The police come back, start digging up the other, quote, slumped depressions in the dirt, end quote. So is this, are these more than the 11 they've already found? Yes. Okay. Yep. Um, they continue to find burlap sacks that contain heads, torsos, hands, and feet. On the first day, police find five bodies. The second day, they find six more. And the third day, they, day they stop counting because they found so many burlap sacks oh full of bodies. Oh, my God. Belle, you have a problem. Some of the bodies could be identified, but most could not because quicklime had been poured on their faces to obscure the identities of these men. And they're all men. Right. Her victim count could be anywhere between 13 and 43. I I don't... That's a lot. Yeah. That's a very... That's a big gap. That is a big gap. (laughs) So, now up to this point, it had been reported by papers that Belle had been a brave mother who died in the fire attempting to save her children. Yeah, whatever but as you can guess that idea quickly changed as more and more information came out about what was being found at the farm so remember that lovely farmhand that i told you to remember that was working with isle yeah his name was ray lempier is he in on it ray was either bell's on and off again lover or a farmhand who was so in love with bell that he would literally do anything she asked him to that includes dispose of bodies. Right. Why would he... Mm. So he tells the police that Belle would lure men to her farm and rob and murder them. He um, he also knew that Isle had warned her that he was coming to find Andrew and that Belle had panicked and knew she had to disappear before he showed up and realized that his brother was nowhere to be found because Isle was not taking no for an answer. Like... He knew something was wrong. I think I know the story. Yeah. So, like, he knew something was wrong. He knew that his brother was missing. He was like, something is not right. Something's going on. I have to figure this out. So, she, like, panics and takes off. Um, Belle instructed Ray to burn her farm down with her children and a murder victim inside the house. See, I told you. So that people would think that she had died in the fire and then she took off. So, she told police this? Um, Ray did. Yeah. Yep. And he claims that he did not know where Belle went. So when Ray was arrested, he was wearing John's overcoat and Henry's watch, which is just so icky. Um, There was a second rumor that went around about a different confession from him where um, Ray confessed to killing Belle and her children and then sprinkled them with kerosene and burned the farm down. But there's a lot of doubt about this alleged confession because it was given to a priest or a pastor or something and he wrote it down and then he put it in his safe and then a reporter came to like look at it and you know get the, this other story and both the pastor and the pastor's wife refused to let him see it. So there's a lot of like we're calling bullshit on that story because we don't think it actually happened. Okay. So... Who knows? Um, so the coroner did eventually pronounce Belle as dead, but it should be noted that the headless body was not only five inches shorter than Belle's six-foot frame, 
but also 50 pounds lighter than Belle, who was around, like I said, 200 pounds. Yeah. I, so, I, I had a feeling it wasn't her. Yeah, and to pronounce her dead when you're, that body is so clearly far off from how tall she should be is just sloppy work. Sounds lazy. It does. So I wanted to um, just kind of run through the list uh, that I found on Murderpedia. Okay. Um, of some of Belle's victims um, and some of Belle's alleged victims. So we have Oli B. Budsberg of Iola, Wisconsin, vanished May 1907. Thomas Lindbow, who left Chicago and had gone to work as a hired man for Guinness. Henry Gerholt of Scandinavia, Wisconsin, um, who I I mentioned. Um, Olaf Svendhold from Chicago. John Moe of Elbow Lake, Minnesota. Olaf Lindblom from Wisconsin. Lots of Olafs. Uh Well, she... She tended to, as you know, um, Minnesota has a very large population of Scandinavian people. um, And she was from Norway. Right. So that she tended to kind of like attract those kind of men because they were like, oh, she's from this area I'm from, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. So possible victims. um, William Mingay, a coachman from New York City. Um... Herman Conser from Chicago, Charles Edmond from Indiana, George Berry, uh, Illinois, Christy Helkvin of Wisconsin. He allegedly sold his farm and came to LaPorte. So, like, he, like, was all in. Um, Charles Neilberg, um... He had been working for a salon keeper and took $500 and told friends that he was going to visit Belle and then just never came back. Uh, John McJenkin from Phil, no, Pittsburgh. Um, Olaf Jensen from Indiana. Henry Bagsey of LaPorte. Bert Chase of Indiana. Um, this one says that he also told friends that um, he, he sold his butcher shop and told friends that he was going to meet a wealthy widow. Uh, his brother received a telegram supposedly from Aberdeen, South Dakota, claiming that Bert had been killed in a train wreck. But his brother investigated that telegram and found that out. It was a lie. So they don't really know what happened. Um, Tonus Peterson from Minnesota. Uh, apparently there was a ring marked SB May 28, 1907. That was found in the fire. George Bradley, um, TJ Tiefland of Minneapolis, Frank Rittiger, Wisconsin, Emil Tell, Missouri Lee Porter, Jesus Christ, John E. Hunter, Pennsylvania, two other Pennsylvanians, George Williams and Ludwig Stoll. Um, Abraham Phillips from West Virginia, Benjamin Carling of Chicago. What, um, newspapers was she putting her freaking ads in? Um, definitely the Chicago paper. I'm assuming one in, like, New York. I'm assuming, you know, like, just the bigger ones, I would assume. Um, because we have 
Og Gunderson, Wisconsin, Ole Olson, which is my favorite, Michigan, Linder Nicholson, South Dakota, Andrew Anderson, Kansas, um, John Sorensen, Missouri, and a possible victim was a man named Hinkley. So those are just some of the, the names that we have that are kind of associated to her. Um... So, the reason that it really irritates me that um, Belle Guinness was pronounced dead was because there afterwards there are so many sources say or people saying that they were seeing her in California. Okay. And again, a woman who is six feet tall in the early 1900s is gonna stick out like a sore thumb. Yeah. So, um, it was said that she was spotted in. Chicago, San Francisco, New York, and L.A. as late as 1931. Um, yeah, I totally... She totally did not die in that fire. No. So, the fact that it just, like... They were like, oh, no, she's dead. It's fine. Yeah. Like, seriously? That's just lazy work. Um, and the, oh, Sorry. I don't know what that was. Um, and then in... Uh, 1931, a woman named Esther Carlson was um, arrested in L.A. for poisoning August Lindstrom for money. Two people that knew who Belle was claimed to recognize her from the photographs, but um, they never, like, officially went down and ID'd her. And before that could happen, the woman claiming to be Esther Carlson ended up dying. Interesting. So... And the really interesting part for me about that is, again, a very Scandinavian last name. Yeah. Lindstrom. <laughs> like. Yeah. That's pretty Scandinavian. Yeah. So that is the very, very murdery story of Belle Guinness. Um, I know this story because somebody I used to work with is actually from Laporte. Really? Yeah. And they would, like you know young kids they would like go to where this farm was like at night and you know and scare each other do crazy shit yeah and we actually looked it up on like google maps it's literally just like yeah you can it's pretty easy to find i don't think there's anything there okay that's interesting yeah but um, I swear she had a nickname, and I think the brother who came to find her was, like, military or something. There's a, a story called, actually, this might, cause, so on one of my sources, um, it has some, like, newspaper stories, and they call her Belle Guinness, Black Widow of Black Ireland. Widow, yeah, 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 so that's what it was. What you're thinking of. Yep. But, yeah, like, it just blows my mind that they were just like, no, she's dead, it's fine. Like, no, she killed a lot of people. So I wonder who the, the lady was. Potentially. Um, on Murderpedia, it said... I got kind of sick of just reading names. Yeah, no. Um, one of her, like, alleged victims, re- reported unnamed victims, was a daughter of Mich... H. Witzler of Toledo, Ohio, who attended Indiana University near L... Whoa. Wow. Okay. I just had a stroke. It's fine. Near Laporte. Um, And then... 
let's see. There was one other woman. Um, unknown man and woman are alleged to have disappeared in September 1906. Um, the same night, a woman. Oh, sorry. There's a third woman. A Jenny Olson went missing. So it could have been any of them. Yeah. So and it says Bell claimed that they were a Los Angeles professor and his wife who had taken Jenny with them to California. Oh, no. Jenny was one of the stepkids. One of her stepkids. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's, um, I think that was one of the girls that came with Peter. Okay. Because Peter had two girls that came with him and one was his daughter and she immediately killed her. And then the other was a stepdaughter. So. Well, Belle, um, you suck. Yeah. So that's one of the more um pro- prolific serial killers that are female yeah i would say because <laughs> we have anywhere between 13 and 43 Victims. dead people yeah um and they said that this is kind of gross and i'm sorry but they said that the way that the bodies were dismembered was like how a butcher would oh right yeah i forgot the joints huh and that's exactly how she would have been trained to do it yeah it's vomit funny. it was yeah i was not like loving researching that part i was like well yeah i don't know if i want to talk much about it because it was it was not pleasant right um but my sources i just had murderpedia and then i had um wikipedia as my start point just you can always tell if you're gonna get good information if you have a longer wikipedia yeah <laughs> you know plus you see the wikipedia usually has sources linked at the bottom yep. which is nice yeah so Cool. Well, um, there we go. Another week done. Do you want to do sources or do you want me to you do You did your sources. Or not sources, sorry, socials. Um, Midwest Madness Podcast Group on Facebook. Yep. MW Madness Pod. Cast. Cast. Damn it. <laughs> on Instagram and that's our Gmail as well. Yes. So. And um, a little quick update that I haven't even told you yet. Oh. I have been in contact with Mr. <gasps> Mickelson. Oh, my God. Why did you not start with that? <laughs> because I didn't. I was undecided about whether I wanted to tell you or not. You literally, we said in the last episode, <laughs> the two episodes ago, technically, that I know we he, were going to keep people updated. He wants me to call him. Oh. he. I sent him a bunch of questions and he was like, call me. Yeah, you should do it. And so I'm trying to get him to agree to let me record it so I can do it on the podcast mm. and just use that as like audio, a mini or whatever. Yeah. Um, because I know we haven't posted a mini for August, but August just like vanished. Flew by. I don't know what happened. Literally, I blinked. Yeah. So um, I just, I don't know if we're going to get one out in August. Yeah, um, probably not. But if we don't, it'll be like one of the first weeks in September. Yep. So sorry, please bear with us as we're <laughs> rounding out the end of our summer here. Um, so yeah, I, I wasn't sure I was going to tell you this, but I decided I wanted to tell you. Yay. Well, so. now we'll know who listens to the end of our episodes because <laughs> this is like exciting news. Yeah. So, um, hopefully I can get him to agree to let me record. Yeah. Are you just waiting for his response? Yeah. I, and I wrote him back and I was like, can I call you at this time? Cause he just said, call me and I don't want to just cold call. Oh him. yeah. Yeah. Um, but I'm. I might, if I don't hear back from him in a couple of days, I might just cold call him and be Leave like, hi, this is Danielle now. from Midwest Madness. We've been emailing and yeah, I just hadn't heard from you. Yeah. So I'm going to give it a couple more days because then it'll have been a week. Sounds good. Yeah. 
That's so, exciting. We'll see what happens. I'll keep you personally updated. Please do. But not you podcast friends because I want it to be a surprise if it happens. Awesome. Well, you guys got two pretty long episodes back to back. Yeah. So um, we hope you enjoyed. We hope you have a great rest of your week if you're headed back to school or your kids are headed back to school. I hope they stay safe. Um, a good year. Stay healthy. And yes. uh, we will talk to you next Tuesday. And we'll see you then. Bye. Bye.